Yo, what's up? Thank you for listening to OK Beast Presents Overwatch, a podcast miniseries dedicated to Blizzard's new game, Overwatch. My name is Blessing. Joining me again, we have Alex Van Aken. What's up, Alex? What it is? And we have Ian Cruchel. What's up, Ian? Konnichiwa. <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm good. Um... You know, I passed a rock out of my pee hole this week, so that happened to me. Wow. Oh, yeah. A, How did that go? I'm surprised you're, you're still standing. Hey, I'm just being open and honest. That's how I'm doing. I'm a little worn out. I'm a little sore. It was, you know, I'm, I'm exactly how you'd be if you passed out a crystallized fragment of calcium through your hole. So. Yeah, I was you expecting guys? you to be, like, in a cast. What? Like... <laughs> Like have a cast. I'm, like, like, I'm just like podcasting rest. with a full body cast yeah. right now. Yeah, that's exactly what I was expecting. I didn't know how fast people recovered from from kidney stones. Apparently, it only takes two days. Yeah, I uh, well, I've, some people told me like uh, a week. So I texted mm-hmm. my friend that I had one, and then he's he's like a nurse at a hospital, and he said, "Good for you." Fun fact of the day: I had a patient who had passed 34 kidney stones. It tore up his oh, urethra God. so bad that it created scar tissue that closed off his urethra. So they surgically oh, transected no. it to come out underneath his sack so he can still pee. So, that you know, is horrible. I'm, I'm grateful. Wow. wow. Like, kidney stones are the one reason why I, don't, I just don't drink soda every single day. Because I know, See, like, the thing is, I don't really I drink a lot of soda. I just... We do went you to, eat a lot of, like, salt? That's probably it. I went to Kind of Funny Live, drank more than I usually do, then came back... Didn't drink enough water, and I think it was just kind of a. It was really hot here, and it was just kind of a combination of things. Oh wow! Because dehydration wow. is the yeah, main dude. thing. Yeah, that's true. That's why I also drink a lot of water. That's why I have so, a water bottle. It's because stay hydrated out there, kids. Like I don't. I'm not joking when I actually say that kidney stones are one of my biggest fears. I wasn't either. Like because it, they really are. But yeah, I survived. Just because I know for a fact it's something that can actually happen, and like knowing my diet, I have a horrible diet. And um, I eat a lot of ramen, and um, I don't drink I don't drink enough water, and so I I've, I have to force myself to do these things um, and think about it consciously, or else I'm just not going to do them. And one day I'm just going to pee out a rock, and <laughs> it's going to be the worst thing ever. Yeah, it was the most pain I've ever experienced in my life. This podcast got really interesting in terms of its. But you know what? Topic. This podcast is all about defeating your fears, overcoming them. Yeah, Ian, what are your feelings on kidney stones? I have I have no feelings on kidney stones. I used to work at kidney stones are kind of like Reaper. Nobody wants them around, and if you are the stone, all right, then you just we don't hate we don't hate on Reaper on this podcast. (laughs) We don't hate on Reaper on this podcast. Yeah, in terms of everybody loves Reaper. I I don't. Uh, But in terms of how I feel, uh, uh, nothing crazy happened to me this week. Uh, It was my birthday on Sunday, so uh, oh, happy birthday! Thank you. Turned. um, 13 and a half. That's awesome. 13 emotionally, 12 years old mentally, 25 years old physically. Um, oh, God. Yeah. So, oh, God. Uh, yeah. So, t- no offense to people. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so, turned 25. Uh, all the my students in my classes gave me birthday cards. So, that was nice. Uh, I had a nice dinner with my friends. It was cool. That's pretty good. Yeah. It was, it was a good time. So, for the uninitiated, Overwatched is a podcast dedicated to all things Overwatch. From the characters, to the updates, to our experiences with the game, this is a show made to share our love and keep you up to date on the world of Overwatch. This is episode two. 
And so we're going to start off uh, with our week three impressions, because Overwatch has been out for about three weeks now, even though this is just the second episode. This is the second week of Overwatch, the podcast. This is week three of Overwatch in um, the official release of Overwatch. And so uh, first question, are we still playing? Oh, yeah. I haven't played anything else. Really? Nope, nothing else. And I have Uncharted Uh, 4 sitting on my entertainment center. I still haven't picked it up because of Overwatch. Is it, has it become a daily thing? Um, yes, like yes and no. Like, if I'm getting ready, for, I get up really early for work, and I usually have like 30 minutes to kill, so I play a match or two. But I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't have time to do a gaming session every night. But I try to get on as, as much as possible. I think for me, uh, it's been pretty similar. Uh, I've been playing a lot, a lot, almost every day. Mirror's Edge, um, which is actually like one of my favorite franchises of all time. Um, weirdly enough, came out on Tuesday, and so I've been trying to play it. It's been very difficult because whenever I I get more than an hour into the game, I'm like, I could be playing Overwatch right now. <laughs> um, which is, I mean, I guess I guess it's a good and bad bad thing uh, when it comes to Mirror's Edge because it's still a good game, like Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Um, this, some people think it's okay, which is fair. Um, to me, it's a good game. Uh, but Overwatch still finds its way to find itself into my consciousness while mm-hmm. playing the game. Yeah, but I'm still playing, still loving it. Uh, Ian, what about you? Uh, This week, I haven't really been doing a lot of gaming. uh, But when I have been playing, I've been playing Overwatch. I've been playing Enter the Gungeon. And I've been playing uh, Bloodborne. And I'm having that same Mm -hmm. feeling that Alex is feeling, is that uh, I just want to play it. I'm drawn to it. Uh, Like, for example, the other day I was playing Bloodborne for a little bit. And uh, I got to a hard, difficult part of the game. And I was like, oh, forget this. I'm gonna. I turned it off, and I just went and played Overwatch. Like it's just this easy to understand, uh, satisfying game that I feel like I'm just drawn to, as opposed to other games that are a little bit more difficult and take a lot more mental effort to get through. Coming home after a mm-hmm. long day work, day of work, I just am drawn to this like fun and uh, energetic game. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. It's, it's definitely something that I feel like as soon as I get home from work. It's something I want to play, uh, and I haven't had. I think I'm, I might have said this last week. I might have said this in my review, but it's something. It's a it's a sort of feeling that I haven't felt in a while um, with other games. You know, I, a lot of time I feel like I I kind of have to like force myself to play some games sometimes. Uh, Overwatch is the first one where I'm like, the first one in a long while where I'm like, as soon as I get home, I turn on my PS4, and that's immediately what I go to before I get undressed or anything. Um, and so, second question. Are, how long do you, do you guys think you're going to keep playing? Like, is do you see yourself playing Overwatch in the weeks to come, or do you think that it's something that you're you're seeing yourself starting to get tired of? So some of my friends who are on summer break right now, they're in college, um, they, like, literally play it all day long, like, all week long. They're starting to tire from it. But even then, like, I'll be on Net- I was on Netflix last night, and I got, like, four notifications from these people asking me to play. So they're still, they're still playing it. They're just at the point where they're switching off to other games. Um, I am not at that point. Um, I just, re- I really enjoy it and, and I'm good at it too. That also helps. I mean, a lot of people are good at the game. We'll talk about that later, but um, when you're good at a game, it just makes you want to play it more. I feel like, so I, I see myself playing it for at least the next month or two uh, pretty religiously. And then, there's not much coming out this summer besides like some Xbox indie exclusives like Below 
and a couple of games like that that I really want to check out. But other than that, I don't really have a ton on my list besides Overwatch. Mm. As of right now, you know, E3 is next week, so that could change, you know. But and especially, especially sense. if Blizzard like releases uh, new maps and characters like they're talking about doing, I think it's going to keep me on board. What about you, Ian? Uh, do I see myself playing this game months and months from now? I have no idea. Uh, I specifically have a backlog of games that I'm supposed to take a look at and give my opinions on, but I've been avoiding them playing Overwatch. So, uh, for the foreseeable future, yes, I can see myself playing this game, but, uh, if a great game comes out or if I'm really drawn to Bloodborne again or really drawn to The Witness, then I'm going to be playing them. But again, it's like I said last week, it, this game is very similar to a, a League of Legends where the gameplay loop is satisfying, it's good, it's competitive, it's interesting. So I can see myself playing this game over and over again, especially if there's new modes and if there's new cosmetic items that I can earn. Uh, right now, I feel like I'm a little bit stagnated just because I've earned a lot of the things that I want. But uh, I can see myself coming back to it over and over again every patch or every couple of months or every month. I can see myself coming back. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good mm-hmm. game, too. Just, like, five months down the line, you might not have played a game, but then you're like, hey, do you want to play a couple rounds of Overwatch today? So, like, yeah, sure, that sounds fun. You know, it's going to be one of those games, I think, even in its future, besides, like, those people who are playing it every day, you know? Yeah, and I feel like that's probably what it's going to be for uh, for me. Like, this is very much reminiscent of what Rocket League was for me, where Rocket League came out in last summer, uh, and I... I still play Rocket League, uh, and I still go back for a match or two um, every now and then, and I have those spurts where I get addicted to it for about a few weeks to a month, and I then I play it nonstop. Uh, and I can I can very much see Overwatch becoming that for me, uh, because it is one of those games where you can jump into and just do a seven-minute match and be done. And it has that factor of it's, it's just so fun and so addicting that when I go in for one match, it, it wants me to play more of it. Uh, and so I, I can definitely see myself going back to this game months from now. Within within the coming weeks, I, I can feel myself sort of getting a little bit tired of it. Um, and I think that's mainly because of uh, I just don't I, I'm not feeling the cosmetic items like the loot boxes um, and earning the cosmetic items. Um, if they if which um, Blizzard said they were going to add more stuff from the game. I, and I assume that means more cosmetic stuff. But if they add more cosmetic stuff that really interests me and if there's anything in there that I'm like I need to earn this or or quite a few things in there that where I'm like okay I need to get this 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 and this then I can see myself getting more engrossed in the game um and wanting to play non-stop uh but right now I feel like there's really no consequence for me stopping uh which is the reason why I'm like I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be playing this game weekly um or daily I'd say um but as far as right now I'm probably going to be, I'm going to keep playing. Uh, and I'm, ha- I don't see myself stopping right now or within the next coming days. And even within the next few weeks, um, I probably, I probably won't stop, but a month from now, a month and a half from now, who knows? Uh, that's I th- sort of how I feel about it. I think it, it also depends. It's going to depend on if my friends are playing it still. Like if it's, yeah, if it's just that's me and an- it's going to get, it's going to get old quicker. That's definitely also a good point. Because I, I do have, like, a lot of people that play this game that, um, that are on my friends list, and I play with them all the time, uh, including you, and including you guys, actually. And so, 
if people I know keep playing this game, then I'm probably going to keep playing this game, uh, which is a good point. Uh, in terms of what you're saying uh, about uh, things that will draw you back, uh, one thing that is very common in League and other MOBA-style genres that have this sort of update system, update style, is every month or every couple of months they will have a, a theme that they will build an update around. For example, League has a thing called the Harrowing, which is about Halloween. So they'll have skins that are Halloween themed. They'll have a, their map will look Halloween themed. And if I think Overwatch will follow this sort of, uh, this sort of idea. So for example, imagine, uh, for example, the summer's coming up. Imagine they have like summer skins. Like they have like Farah in a bikini or Junkrat in a Speedo. I don't know. Oh, and he's like chucking water balloons and imagine something along mm. those lines or maybe there's a new a beach map that we play on you know something like that something that every yeah. couple of months there's a, a new thematic thing that comes out something new things for you to earn new map to play on that's in the rotation maybe new style of play you know something like that mm. i think I, if they do that that'll I, definitely hook me yeah and also yeah, there's def- new characters definitely a new a new map or a new character would keep me in this game like Probably for a few weeks, like for each one. Like if they add a new, a new one new character, that'll keep me in the game for at least a few weeks. Or if they added one new map, it would keep me in the game for at least a few weeks. So if they keep, if they keep trickle, trickling out content regularly, um, then it could definitely, it could definitely be a force. Like it, it would definitely um, be a part of my regular gaming for a long time. I mean, uh, many, many different of... types of of games are trying to model this MOBA style. But the most important mm-hmm. thing, or the most important thing about MOBA's successes, are their update schedules. That they keep you intrigued because every month or every sup, uh, couple of months they have a new piece of content that is themed around what's going on in your life or whatever's going on in this like fake world. You know, oh, yeah. we have it's summertime, mm-hmm. summer update. Wintertime, Christmas update. Fall, oh, we have a cool fall update. Like it, it, it these updates are what draw people to come and play your game again. That's what kept me playing WoW for so long. Like it's like, all right, I've got this up there. I've got this it's Christmas time, it's Orphan Week, it's whatever. And they Wait, WoW or- had had like one a month. Orphan Week? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Orphan Week. You adopted like an awful an orphan holiday. Took, you adopted an orphan for the week and took them around the, and showed them the world. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. But then what happens at the end of that week? They, <laughs> they just, go back to their dungeon. Again? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> That's like well, then you get horrible. Then if you complete all the quests, you get an orphan as like a pet you can summon. That's even worse. <laughs> you gonna have an orphan as a pet? Yeah. So I guess they're always with you. That's like that's like going to an orphanage, adopting an orphan, then returning it after a yeah. week. Yeah. But it was more like that's a field, like a bro- big brother, big sister, like field trip. You're gonna go camping with this group of adults, kind of thing, and then you could come back to your terrible life. Oh my god. Good times. Shout Good out time. to speaking orphans. of speaking of playing games for a long time or playing Overwatch for a long time. We have a viewer question from the homie Mayumi, uh, which is hey May, hey May, uh, and her, her Twitter by the way is at Mayume uh, at M A Y U underscore M A E. She says, if you had to play one character for an entire month, no matter what the game type is, who would you use? Uh, and my answer off the bat is Reaper. Uh, I feel like... I mean, I don't even know if Reaper is my best character. My best character, honestly, is probably, is probably Torbjorn. 
because he's uh, I'm I I can't be messed with when it comes to that turret. But for me, Reaper is the most fun to play, and he's the most satisfying. Uh, there's something about getting kills with Reaper um, to where you just get a momentum going and you're just killing people one after another uh, by by either tele- teleporting behind them and sneaking behind them and getting up close um, or, you know, just being close range, like a close range situation, whether you're in like a objective point or something like that and you're just taking out enemies one after another. There's something about Reaper that's just very satisfying for me and that makes him the most fun to play. Um... If I could play one character for a month, it, I mean, it's got to be my main, which is Tracer, um, because I'm, I feel like I'm constantly, and I'm, I might even make some videos of this, there's just so much stuff you can do with Tracer that I feel like basic Tracer players don't know, like, there's certain, you can get around maps, like, in certain areas that you don't even realize you can, um, and I feel like there's something I'm constantly discovering with her, as far as, like, map navigation goes, and I just think her gameplay is really fluid, and consistent hmm. yeah uh this is a rough one i'm not really sure i would have to say it depends do i want to win or do i want to just have fun i mean it depends on on what you, how you play um when you're used to playing how are you playing well recently i've been playing a lot of reinhardt and i've been getting some compliments about how i've been playing him and I feel like in a pickup game scenario, more often than not, people want to go the Tracers. People want to go the Reapers. Uh, but very few people want to go support or they don't want to go tank. So playing Reinhardt in a pickup game alone tends to give me more success than if I was going attack. Mm-hmm. But if I really wanted to have fun over the course of a month and feel like I'm learning something, I would probably go... I would probably go... Genji, I, I think. If I had to play for an entire month, I would go Genji. Genji? You'd be like the Why most Genji? bomb Genji player out there. Ex- exactly. So, I don't know if we were playing together or not, but but this happened, I think, a week ago. And we were playing, obviously, over... Exactly. We were, we were playing Overwatch, obviously, and <laughs> we were playing, and then we were just moving this payload and nothing was happening. The team wasn't coming coming to attack us at all, and... I was like, wait, what's going on? What's going on? And then I look over and I just see a, a Genji like jumping up a wall, sword slicing a guy, jo- going around, throwing ninja stars. And like slowly the Naruto theme song started to play in my head. And I said, <laughs> I want to be like that guy. I said, I, I want to be that guy one day. And of course he had the Bedouin skin. So he was like jumping around like this crazy like sand dweller. It was it was awesome. I was very impressed. So I, I said to myself one day that I would like to be as good as that guy because he was decimating people. So, Yeah, Genji is one of those characters where I feel like if I was good with Genji, I would probably use him and only him because his design is so cool to me and I really love like the ninja type thing or like the yeah. anime, the cyborg anime kind of de- deal going on with him. And uh, I just suck with him though. And so I just can't, like I tried him maybe twice and both times I was I got destroyed. Uh, meanwhile, Reaper is just calling my name very slowly and gently, and I just can't resist it. And so, die, die, die. Yeah, that's usually um, how it goes. And so, uh, next up, there's a Forbes story uh, titled "The Top Five Most Overpowered Overwatch Heroes." Wait, do we have another question, did... or do we only have one question today? No, we have more questions, but oh, we'll okay, get to okay. them later in the podcast. Okay, yeah. cool. I want to. Tr- I want to be a uh, kind of slick with the way I. 
I trickle them Ooh, in and all right. implement them, you know? But I've been listening to you. some uh, PS I Love You, and, you know, that's how they do it. And you. so, um, man, this article is taking a minute to load because of all the ads. I might just skip this article. If, if I see another ad pop up, then we're not reading this article. Okay, here we go. The top five most overpowered Overwatch heroes. And I'm not even going to read the whole article because it's being this website's being dumb right now, but uh, I'm just going to read the names of the heroes um, in the order. Uh, do, can you guys guess who number five is? Um, oh, wait. Yeah, can we guess? Can we guess the top five? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Ian, guess real quick off the top of your head. Okay, I'm going with Bastion, Torbjorn. Uh, let's see. Bastion, Torbjorn, Reaper, Junkrat, uh, May. In that order? Not in that order, just in any order. Okay. Yeah, and, gotcha. and for me, any order, and these aren't necessarily my views, but it's just what I've heard people say, and I think, I don't know, I have a theory. Diva is going to be on there, even though I think she's underpowered. I think people are going to say she's mm-hmm. overpowered. Uh, Bastion's on there for sure. Torbjorn. Um, I know one of them, and I, I'm not going to ruin it, so I'm going to say something else. McCree. Actually, I think McCree is overpowered. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one last one, Soldier76 is on there. Okay. And so what they are... Uh, and hold on to the hold on to the diva idea, uh, because I have I have a theory for diva. Uh, but we'll wait till we get to the next story because I I after discovering some information, I feel like diva is a lot more powerful than people realize. But uh, number five is Wid- Widowmaker, which I definitely wasn't expecting. Oh, I forgot about um, that. Yeah, that's the one I, yeah. I saw. I don't I don't know why she's in the top five though. Yeah, I would uh, I would yeah, I'll go ahead and read it. It says, Widowmaker is an interesting case because her being OP or n- or not is pretty situational. She's almost certainly not overpowered on consoles where aiming is a lot tougher than on PC. But even on PC, low-skill Widowmakers are one of the biggest detriments a team can have. But once you start watching professional Overwatch and start seeing PC shooter veterans using her, you can see how just absolutely insanely overpowered she can be in the right hands. This is just sort of how snipers work on PC, as the skill cap is really only limited by the player. But since Blizzard tends to balance things for the pro scene, we may see Widowmaker nerfed. And so, basically, the, the pro scene is the one are the ones that are kind of using using her in a way that can be. Well, I mean, you can say that about any character in the <clears throat> pro scene. If somebody who's a pro is playing a character, you can make a case that is overpowered. So that's true. Eh, I, I'm, think... I'm saying no to this one. But what were you gonna say? Oh yeah, I was gonna say I I, I do think the um, the mouse and keyboard probably does make a difference. Oh yeah, on, cons- sure. on consoles, sniping on consoles is very different different from sniping on PCs. Uh, and then I think the skill the skill level for a sniper, you know, can be either very low or very high, um, just depending on where you're at. And so I think I I can I kind of get where they're coming from. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to find more information on like the quote unquote pro scene of Overwatch. And I haven't really found that much information, but from what I've seen, I've seen a lot of uh, Korean videos of people on PC playing these games, and some of the things I've seen Widowmakers do has been crazy, and hmm. some of the other things, uh, other characters obviously are uh, McCree, and I think one other character, I think Genji, there you go. So those three characters hmm. with with PC, with the right hands, are crazy powerful, but it's like you said... And I was going to bring this up later in the podcast that there is a tier list that is tied to whatever console or whatever way you play. PC, 
what is overpowered, I don't think is overpowered on console. That's why I think that McCree is strong, but I don't think he's that strong on console because the aiming is different. Same thing with Widowmaker and Hanzo. I think that they're good, but I think that because of the constraints of console, I don't think they're as good. Hmm. So, number four is Lucio. Were you guys um, ah, okay. expecting that at all? No, I wasn't. So this is what yeah. this is what it says. Um, don't get me wrong, I love Lucio, but as a support character, I think he's a touch overpowered. Right now, there are only three he- healing heroes in the game, and Mercy and Zenyatta have a much more active role in healing their team. Mercy has to dash all around the map to heal individual players. Zenyatta has to keep in line, keep line of sights for his harmony orb to work. Lucio, he has to be near people. Sometimes he has to press a, a button to super heal. That's pretty much it. In neutral, in neutral capture maps or during payload delivery, Lucio's constant effort-free healing is usually game-winning by itself, and it may need to be scaled down in the future. Yeah, since I guess I'm the main support guy on this podcast, uh, I don't think that he's necessarily overpowered. I think he might be overtuned in comparison to his other healers, but I definitely agree with what they're saying, or I can see their point of view, that Lucio mm-hmm. does a lot with... He does a lot of things right without doing a lot of things wrong if that makes any Mm. sense he's not yeah i don't think he's overpowered i think in comparison to the people he is grouped together with in the support class i think he does he does a lot of things easily it's kind of like soldier 76 like oh he's not the best in his group but he is by far the easiest to use of all those attack guys Mm -hmm. yeah it makes sense so if you think about it like I feel like it also depends on the map type. So Lucio, like they said in the article, I think, is really good on payloads. He's a good pusher as a healer because they can you can just literally group up and and go for it. But on like bigger maps, I feel like sometimes like Lucio can sometimes be not difficult, but you just have to be more aware of where your teammates are because, like it said, like if you're not near them, then you're not healing. Whereas like Mercy, especially for bigger heroes, I feel like Lucio doesn't do as much healing. Like I was playing as Winston earlier. And I had Lucio with me, and he—I felt like I was ticking so slowly. Um, whereas Mercy, you know, you kind of trade off that mobility for that direct, very powerful heal, and then Zenyatta is more of like a mixture of like a debuffer and you know mm. a little bit of a healer. I don't know. I, I can see what they're saying. I think um, Lucio. I think there are definitely more bad Lucios than there are good Lucios. If that makes sense. Like I think he does take some skill. It's not just like a mm-hmm. all right, Lucio. We're winning, you know. Yeah, I feel you. Knowing when to switch between so, his two modes, you know. But oh yeah, yeah. I do think that they make a good point of of he's you you have to do less with him um, in comparison to Mercy. Mercy always had to be um, you know in range of of one of your players and in um, you know alternating between raising their attack and healing them. Uh, I've never used Zenyatta, uh, but it seems like to be to use Zenyatta's heal. Uh, you have to have a line of sight, um, but with Lucio, uh, you just don't. You don't. I mean, you, you. There is stuff you do with Lucio in terms of healing, but um, uh, there's also stuff that you don't have to do with Lucio in terms of healing. So, coming in number three is Torbjorn, which I think you guys probably. I think you guys both guessed Torbjorn, right? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I think he's the yeah, uh, standout so- right now. Yeah. On this list for me personally, so, like I definitely agree with this choice. Mm. Uh, and like, I think it's pretty obvious what makes him 
uh, kind of overpowered. And so I won't, I won't even read his description. Uh, and I think the top two also are kind of in the same boat. Number two is Roadhog. Uh, really? Uh... Yeah. Do you guys feel like he belongs here? No. Because I do. Not at all. I think he takes skill. More skill than, like, a lot of the other choices. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I, th- yeah, I don't know. There's something about Roadhog, for me, for me at least, I feel like he's overpowered. But that also might be one of the cases where I just get killed a lot by Roadhog. Uh, his, <clears throat> his hook to shotgun combo is really devastating. Uh, and I've heard him, I've heard somebody describe Roadhog as basically like a, a better Reaper. Um, basically because his, his, his shotgun, that shotgun hook combo, uh, I don't know. I don't. I just don't. You also like have it. to hit with the hook. I've seen a lot of reaper, or not reapers, a lot of roadhogs who like miss like almost every hook. Mm-hmm. Granted, they might not be used to this kind of game, but I feel like I don't know. I wouldn't agree with this yeah. choice, but but and also he heals himself, which is which is also his like heal a, is a little op. A I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah. His heal, like I could just be like, uh, I think I was playing as Torbjorn actually. Uh, I was playing on beta early, and pretty much you can only play as Torbjorn if you want to do anything. Um, and I was just like holding that left trigger shotgun like right in his face, and he just healed mm-hmm. up right in front of me and then shot one shot at me. Uh, that doesn't happen very often, but like I would say his heels are should be mm. maybe tuned a little bit. Then coming in at number one is McCree, uh, which a lot of people say McCree is overpowered. I mean, I don't feel it, but um, I guess I could see the argument. Uh, I'll I'll read this one. Uh, it says, "This is one of this is the one hero that I can say is pretty much flat out broken right now." McCree had his long range gun nerfed in a while. McCree had his long range ner- long range gun nerfed a while back, but his flashbang fl- fan the hammer combo is the most powerful th- overpowered thing in the game, uh, which we talked about last week. And yeah, uh, I still agree. the developers said, the developers say that they're um, tw- going to tweak it. Uh, I was playing as Winston earlier, and he was like, mm. I was playing against two McCrees earlier as Winston, and I had no chance, like no prayer at all. Like I would leap in because you're trying to capture the point, stun lock, hammer, and if the first one didn't kill me, the second one was like instant. I feel like I need to try using McCree because as somebody who loves using Reaper, McCree seems more powerful. Uh and I, don't, I think one of the main reasons I like Reaper is because of the power, and because I can just like run up to people, and if they don't if they don't notice me, I can just take them out. Uh, yeah, quick, very quickly. Uh, with McCree, I feel like with a with gun with like a combo as powerful as that, and with guns as powerful as his, where this article even con- con- continues to say that Reinhardt's, Roadhogs, Winston's, uh, etc., uh, McCree can pretty much burst down and take take any of them out um which is something that i think would be really useful um and so i might i might try them out and see uh and i, I love using overpowered people to annoy people and so <laughs> mccree yeah. sounds like a blessing kind of character <laughs> he does personally i actually even wrote this down in my notes is that I, again I, I don't see it i've tried mccree multiple times i've played him i, I feel like i'm i'm pretty good at this game i can i can honestly say that and i just don't see it Maybe he's just not my kind mm-hmm. of character, but I feel like other characters are better at what they do than McCree. I think consistently, if you play Soldier seventy six, you'll you'll do way better for a team scenario than than him. And after his his burst of using the flashbang, if he misses any of his shots, 
which it, with a bigger target is more difficult. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like other people do it better and I don't really see mm-hmm. the, the big deal. Again, that's what I was saying before about the tier list. There's like, there maybe there's two different tier lists, ones for PC, ones for console, because I, I don't, maybe on PC when you have better aim and, and when you use the fan, the hammer combo, it's, you have more control over where your mouse is going. Maybe he, maybe he is overpowered, but here I don't really see it. Definitely. So those are Forbes' opinions um, on the top five most overpowered characters. Um, if you have an opinion, feel free to tweet at Ian Why Not on Twitter. Uh, that is at Ian Why Not, and uh, he'll take your tweets uh, because <laughs> I won't. So what next the up, uh, there's an article. <laughs> Actually, it's not even an article. It's an over. It's the Overwatch wiki. Uh, and I want to talk about something very quickly. Do you guys know the difference between shields and armor? Yes. I didn't Ian until does. I read this. Say that again? I said I did not until I read the wiki. Okay. Yeah, and so I learned this like a few days ago, and I was like, and I found this to be very interesting uh, and very useful, actually. And so I'll go through it quickly. So there's health, armor, and shield. Health is basically health. I don't know if I need to go into that. Uh, armor, uh, I'll just read the, what the wiki has to say about armor. And so it says, represented on the health bar by yellow or orange increments, armor will block 5 damage from every individual hit that deals 10 damage more. Hits that deal less than 10 damage will be halved. This means that armor is especially effective against rapid fire weapons and shotguns, both of which deal damage by firing many low damage projectiles. Uh, and so that's what armor does. Uh, shield, on the other hand, um, represented by light blue increments, shield will regenerate at 25 HP per second after three seconds of being unhit. Uh, and so that's basically the difference between armor, armor and shield. And I found this to be very interesting because uh, Diva, uh, we were talking about last week about how weak Diva is, um, and I think there was an article saying that. Uh, uh, it was the the IGN article was saying that they're the plan the developers plan to make Diva a little bit more powerful uh, because uh, she's a weaker heavy, uh, but with the armor taking con- into consideration uh, her armor, I feel like that gives me a whole different perspective on Diva because that means if Diva's facing a a player like Tracer for example. Uh, with every bullet Tracer deals out to, to D.Va, uh, she's basically taking half that. Yeah. Since D.Va, uh, since I, I believe D.Va's, I don't know, I can't remember how much damage, damage D.Va, or Tracer. damage Tracer puts out. Uh, it can't be more than 10. No, no, bullet, because right? she has, I think she has 40 bullets in each clip. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're all very tiny amounts of damage. It's just super rapid fire. Yeah. And so that means D.Va is taking half the damage uh, when it comes to somebody like like tracer, tracer. Yeah. or probably maybe even like i don't i don't know how much damage um or is reaper's gun i should probably know this as a reaper player but is it shotgun damage like is, is it dealing out multiple smaller projectiles rather than um like i think it might be i could be wrong because i don't think it's ian, two do pistols know? do you know ian uh off the top of my head, no, because I don't play that character. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm looking at the damage values now. But in terms yeah. of the armor, armor only reduces damage if the damage, the initial damage per bullet is above 10. Uh-huh. 
Oh, so with Reaper, so with so not with Reaper, with Tracer's bullets, her bullets Tracer. actually don't are not affected by armor because their individual bullets are, I think, only three damage per tick. So Tracer okay. is actually one of the people that that's bullets don't get affected directly or as as high from armor. So let's see. So for example, if you are going up against a McCree, armor is great because his damage per per tick is seventy. So in the end, it only becomes 65. And then let's see. So let's see. <laughs> We're looking for Tracer, yeah? Yeah. Well, on the on what I'm reading right now, it says damage above 5, um, or above 10, sorry. Uh, weapons that are bullets that are above 10 basically take off 5 for each hit. And then ones less than 10 get halved. Yeah. Ah, okay. okay. So, here, let me see. So, it says Tracer's pistol bullets are six damage without armor and then three damage with armor. So, for example, I don't know. I thought that maybe... Huh. Interesting. I thought that it was different because of her initial damage, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah. So, it's essentially, it yeah, just it's, has... it's the other the way around, I think. Yeah. Oh, so if it's larger damage, it only reduces a certain amount? Okay. Yeah, if it's larger damage, then it only reduces by five. Ah, okay. So, yeah. So, it's like Tracer's going up against the D.Va then her total damage per clip is reduced from 240 to 120, which is, you know, huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Reaper's shotgun uh, per hit is, it can be up to 120 if all if all of the bullets hit. Wow. So 140, <laughs> 140, 140 total. But you can also miss because if you are far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I just found this to be very interesting. Uh, shield, of course, also also uh, very useful. But I just found that if you if you're very conscious about the armor and how you're using armor, I feel like it could be dangerous. Especially if um, if you get maybe uh, Symmetra and uh, uh, Torbjorn combo going, because Torbjorn throws out armor to his team, and Symmetra can give, or even Zarya Zenyatta can give um. Uh, shield shield to their team and so if you get like a combination of that going with shield and armor i forget which one goes first if you get hit between shield and armor i think shields go um, first yeah that'll make sense for shield to go first i think uh but yeah that could be a very good strategy seeing as how one shield is re- regenerating and two i think armor also has the same effect on shield i could be lying though i could be full face lying about that um, yeah, one thing you are lying about is that Zenyatta doesn't give shield. The only character in the game that gives shield is, uh, or sorry, Zara. Zenyatta has. Sh- yeah, Zenyatta has. Zenyatta has shield. shield. Zarya has shield. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was tripping. There you go. Yeah, Symmetra is the yeah. only one that can give out shield, but the shield that she gives out is only twenty-five. Okay. Yeah, and a but shield that does is regenerate. just essentially extra health that can regenerate. Yes. Yeah. My whole my yeah. whole thing is I don't know if it. My whole thing is I don't know if it regenerates after it's destroyed. That's one thing I don't know off the top of my head. Shield? No, no, it, it doesn't. I think it only does I... for the characters that come with shields. Like, like yeah. Zenyatta, like Zarya, yeah. yeah. But I don't think that Symmetra's shields inherently come back. Right. Her, yeah. She's just giving you extra health, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. And I think uh, it's interesting. Like, if you, like you said, like you can be really dangerous if you know this info... And pick your battles. Like if I'm playing as Diva, I'm going to go up against a Tracer. I'm going to go up against a, a Hanzo, um, stuff like that. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
exactly. You can use that kind of stuff to strategize and think carefully, especially if you're very well coordinated with your team. Uh, if you see somebody is using uh, uh, crap, who was it? Not Zenyatta. Freaking Symmetra. Symmetra. If you see somebody using Symmetra and you and you decide, okay, you know what? If I know that they're gonna be using Symmetra in a way where they're gonna be dealing out shields to people, I can go ahead and just choose Torbjorn uh, and coordinate and be able to you know get that double thing going because. It's not. It's not only just one person that's getting these shields and armor. It's your whole team. You know, if 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 there are two characters on your team, dealing out these different things. And so, you know, if you if if your whole team has shields and armor, you know, and the armor is having an effect on the shield, and and you just got this whole um, synergy going, then it, you'd be a force to reckon with. I'm curious I to believe. see if pro play, how pro players use this. Like, if like if I'm playing on a pro squad, if a requirement is to have one Symmetra and one... Obviously, it changes based on who you're fighting, but I'm curious to know like how pro players handle this info. If they change up their team strategy, so like, all right, well, we're on this map, so we're definitely going to have a Torbjorn, we're definitely going to have a Symmetra so we can maximize our our health. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how that plays out. Yes, same here. Uh, and so our last story that we have is a story from Kotaku uh, that Alex sent me uh, right before this podcast, I believe. And so... It says, Overwatch is still hiding lots of clues about a mysterious character. And it reads, On the surface, Overwatch seems like just a wacky, brightly colored shooter. Don't let that fool you, though. Overwatch hides some secrets which nobody has found yet, according to Blizzard. Earlier this year, there were rumblings of a character named Sombra. As Eurogamer explains here, some of the maps in Overwatch contains mention of Sombra in the background, sometimes on computer screens or on posters. Players theorize that Sombra is none other than Farrah's mother, who used who used to be part of the original Overwatch team. Quick question, quick aside. Farrah isn't the girl from the Soldier 76 short, is she? No. Okay. No. That's what I, okay. Thanks for clearing that up. Um, at the very least, players believe that Sombra is some type of villain, given that the that characters like Reaper mention her. Hopeful hopeful fans even think that Sombra might be an upcoming character upcoming character and this hunch has been amplified by promotional footage displaying an unknown hooded figure during the character select screen pictured below see how a character has a see how the character has a sniper just like Ferris mom does yeah so Man, if you're, it's hard for me to read today yeah if you're like look if you look at the photo online um yeah kind of, and so i can't really show you the yeah it's oh, just essentially ahead. a hooded figure and they've got like a sniper like uh held up across their chest and they're like the, like the form factor, it doesn't look like Widowmaker. Um, there's Widowmaker is more Kirby, you know. Um, this character mm-hmm. seems like very slim, almost like a hunter from Destiny. I was gonna say that looks so much like a Destiny character. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of people think she might yeah, be a support I... sniper, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I apologize for for our listeners because we th- this article is making reference to pictures within the article, and I can't really. I could well. We we kind of just did explain the pictures, but we can't show you pictures unless you go to the article. Um, but yeah, how how do you guys feel about Sombra uh, being a new character? As a support player, uh, this gets me really excited, but also kind of nervous. Uh, a support sniper would be very interesting because again, one role that is always that is always lacking in pub games or in any game or in any games that I've been playing has been a lack of support. So yeah, I enjoy doing damage. I enjoy supporting support sniper if if the rumors mm-hmm. are true um 
the designs that I've seen look pretty cool. It looks kind of like an Omnic or kind of like Soldier 76 where it looks almost robotic looking in the face. Uh, if it is Farah's mom, that would be really cool. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if that's the case. But if it, if it did have a connection to Farah in some way, that'd be great. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what's going on. I saw some yeah, all- theories that it was it was Farrah's mom, but she got like messed up in war and kind of has the whole Soldier 76 deal going on where she has like this mask mm. and, you know, all this stuff. But Yeah, in, in the lore, supposedly Anna's, uh, not Anna, uh, Farah's mother, her name is Anna Amari, she, she supposedly died in, I think, either a similar accident or the same accident that happened to Soldier 76 and Reaper. So and they would oh, wow. they and they would all be around the same age. So that's also why uh, Soldier seventy six has a, a voice line with Farah because he knows his mother or knows her mother. But Farah also has a line, I think, either a voice line or something in her story where she resents uh, she resents Overwatch as an organization because her mother died. So she doesn't she doesn't work for Overwatch. She works as a private a contractor, a private defense contractor in her story. There's also a uh, Reaper voice line mentioning uh, Sombra, I believe, where he's like, "Where's where is Sombra when you need her?" or something. It's something along those lines. Yeah, that's exactly what he says. Yeah. So, hmm. so a lot of people think that she's a villain kind of character. Um, maybe like she blew up in that accident and then kind of resents Overwatch as well, but she's more of an active villain than maybe Farah, who's more neutral. Hmm. Which would be some cool dynamic in like the backstory, you know. I just think mechanically, like, a support sniper could be super cool. Like, almost like, I was thinking, like, between, like, almost like a Lucio where you can switch modes. Like, maybe this chick can, like, switch her sniper's mode so one deals, like, damage. And then maybe another, if she can, like, hit, she can, like, shoot out, like, little, tr- like, darts or something that heal people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That could be cool. Yeah, I really like the idea of a support sniper also. Um mainly because i play a lot of hanzo and the reason one of the reasons i like hanzo is because of his uh his i don't know what the technical the name for it is, they call it the su- support arrow basically where he reveals the positions uh, of the enemies for a limited amount of time uh that's like that's a big part of what i'm doing with hanzo and that's the first thing i do what i do whenever i get hanzo is um whenever i choose hanzo is to reveal the enemy's positions uh and i just after doing that i just hang back and you know get the enemies from afar and i feel like uh another character that's able to help out the team but at the same time uh deal good damage from afar could be very deadly and something that I'm, i know i'm going to use a lot uh the only reason why i'm like i don't know i don't know about sombra is because we already have um an evil female sniper and i'm like well i mean are we gonna have like i i just don't want them to to do too much of the same kind of thing because the whole point it seems like the whole point of like the overwatch roster is variety and uh getting different kind of kinds of characters in there uh and uh i don't know if they do if they do do sombra i just want them to differentiate her from widowmaker a lot and just make make her her own character rather than just another one of those characters if you know what i mean well i mean technically all of the snipers are evil is that a thing yeah, is Hanzo evil? Or I guess Hanzo's not really a sniper though. He's a well, Hanzo's Hanzo's the un- only other classified sniper in the game, and he killed his brother. He killed his brother. In th- if we're going based off okay. of the lore, he killed his brother, and before he killed his brother, he was a part of a 
this universe is equivalent to the Yakuza. They were trans, mm. not transplanting. They were uh, smuggling guns and drugs across the world. That was the, that's how they got money. And now he's seeking peace and redemption. No, well, not even. He's no. He's he's according to his lore, he's out finding the strongest warriors so he can one day find peace and redemption for what he did to his brother. Uh, okay. But in it, but in the end, he's not a good guy. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna allow this to lead into the topic of the day, uh, which is what is the story in Overwatch? Because I have no idea, and uh, Ian, you have all the idea. <laughs> and so, Ian, what the heck is what is the story in Overwatch? And also, uh, let's try to keep this brief because we're pretty far into this podcast. And so, okay, I can uh, I can do a I can do a quick story? I can do a quick version of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the quick the quick version of it is we're in the future. There are robots that have AI. Those robots end up going rogue, which causes a war called the Omnic Crisis. And the Omnic Crisis is what happens, is the event that starts Overwatch as an organization. And Overwatch are kind of like the Avengers? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Uh, During the Omnic Crisis, supposedly normal war tactics wouldn't work because... The Omnics were the... If you look in the Russian map or if you look in other maps, you'll see giant robots walking around in the background. Those are mm-hmm. those are some of the Omnics that were created. So you can only imagine how difficult that would be to fight a massive giant robot as a normal war troop or whatever. It's like Attack on Titan Gundam style. Essentially, yeah. So what they did was they found the like best and brightest of their world and assembled them together and they made Overwatch. Hmm. And then after, there's this whole okay. big after story of it, at, where Overwatch at it, after its peak, after the Omnic Crisis, the initial Omnic Crisis was, or the Robot Crisis was taken care of. They didn't really know what to do. Supposedly, some of them were getting into nefarious things, like kind of with Reaper and his whole scenario with the Black Watch group, and there's connections to criminals. And then if we look in the first black watch like hydra black black watch was within overwatch and it was a wet works group meaning that they did stuff that overwatch publicly didn't want to do stuff that needed to be done so like black watch is like overwatch except that's where they put all the (laughs) african-americans well no for african-americans to be put anywhere there need to be african-americans in the game there are none because lucio because lucio is from central america but but anyway, essentially, Overwatch was within, uh, was within Overwatch. They were sort of the bad guys turned good. Then we have the explosion that made Soldier 76 and Reaper into this weird, amorphous, alive but not alive people. And then mm-hmm. Overwatch disbanded after that. Called in, I think it was called the Overwatch Protocol. Is that Overwatch wasn't allowed to be out anymore. And then slowly over time, evil people like these terrorist groups that uh, that what's her name are a part of Widowmaker and Reaper are a part of started to pop up. Uh huh. And here we are in the present day. Uh, so what's happening in the present day? Is there like because somebody told me that Overwatch is basically Marvel Civil War, being that the organization Overwatch is the Avengers, and what's going on in the game is like people are trying to bring back overwatch but some people don't want it back but then like some people do want it back and like soldier 76 is murdering folks or something like that i'm not sure (laughs) yeah i mean what is happening that is kind of like what it is so 
like I told you before, Overwatch was a thing in the past, but now the world is quote unquote changing. If you remember the quote that Genji has at the end of the dragons video, he says the world is changing brother uh, and you need to choose what Mm -hmm. side you're on. So essentially there's this implication that things are changing, that these terrorist groups called Talon are becoming more strong. Maybe the Omnic crisis is going to come back because Talon's objective is to these terrorist groups don't like that robots and humans are friendly. They want to cause events that restart this robot war, essentially. Mm. Who who is Winston? Who is who? Winston. He's who is a giant gorilla? Watch, isn't he? Who is his whole? What's his deal? Yeah. So his whole backstory was that in this in this future they had uh, intelligent genetically altered apes or gorillas that lived on the moon and they were conducting experiments and they were doing all of these things, doing research. But eventually, one day, they revolted, and they, I think, I don't know if they went crazy, isn't the right word, but they, <laughs> what? What the hell? Those, what those was that? monkeys going crazy. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> uh, I thought that was a soundbite. That's awesome. Yeah. So, essentially, all of the gorillas went crazy on the moon and killed everyone. Did they go bananas? Yeah. Oh no, they Leave. murdered people. Delete it was serious. Uh, but they murdered, they murdered all the scientists <laughs> on account. there. Hillary Clinton. Oh, God. So they, <laughs> so, so they murdered all the scientists on there, and the only uh, gorilla that I think was left was Baby Winston, and that's how Baby Winston is the only gorilla that is alive. And if you see in his ultimate, he becomes enraged and, and crazed, and that's a reference to the event that kind of started his story, is that these gorillas going crazy and killing everybody, and that his ultimate is exactly what that is. Now, who is Tracer, and uh, why is she the Super Mario of this game? Who is Tracer? Tracer was a... I, I, I really am the lore nerd, aren't I? Um, yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> so Tracer, Tracer was a fighter pilot, or the equivalent of a fighter pilot, uh, back in the original story of Overwatch, I think. I don't want to say back in the day, but essentially she was a fighter pilot, and they were experimenting a new type of plane that I think would open a wormhole or bypass time or something like that. Uh, so what happened was she, the, the experiment went awry and she was kind of left with this. It's hard to explain. She was trapped in time. She, she could not stay still. She was like always moving forward and backwards through time and she couldn't live her life. That's when Winston came in and developed the technology that she has on her chest, the little, a quantum stabilizer and that is how she became a part of overwatch is that winston developed this technology that helped save her life so she decided to become a part of overwatch and her real name is lena oxton lena oxton Cheers, that's not a cool name it's lena oxton all right, so that's enough with the with with the story. We have a couple of your questions, wait, and we'll wait, wrap up. Uh, wait. I, oh, do you have something else? I just have random lore things that are really cool. Okay, what are they? So, do you know the the fist in the animated short that the opening animated short? Yes. So that is a fist called the Doom Fist, and yeah. it is and it is a moniker. It's a name that these villains shared and there's three separate villains that shared this name and you can see their posters in Numbani 
and it has their names on it mm. and everything. So the first really? one is called Do- yeah, it's called Doomfist the Savior, and his name was I'm going to butcher this name, Aohadu Negumi. The second was Doomfist the Scourge, and his name was Akinjinde Adeyemi, and the third one is Doomfist the Successor and Unknown. Mm. And that second name is Nigerian. Yeah, and supposedly the third Doomfist, the successor that we don't know who his name is and in the poster doesn't tell us his name is going to be one day a playable character. Supposedly. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, other random things yeah. in the lore that are cool. Uh, supposedly mm-hmm. Symmetra, you look at Symmetra, she looks kind of like a good guy, right? But apparently her company is the company that was putting down Lucio's people in Brazil. So apparently, oh, wow. yeah, she's a part of what's called the Vishkar Corporation, which was putting down people in Rio de Janeiro and having them work for cheap labor and essentially destroying all their homes so, and rebuilding them. Basically, she's Hitler and the Vishkar are the Nazis. <laughs> I don't necessarily know if that's an, an amped comparison, but she sucks. I, she's not good. She, her, her, her corporation is not good. She might be good, but her corporation she works for is not good. Uh, other random things, Doomfist I mentioned. Uh, Widowmaker is the wife of a former Overwatch leader, and the terrorist group that uh, that Reaper works for took her and brainwashed her and made her into an assassin. Whoa. Interesting. Yeah. And then, let's see. And that's about it. Those are all, like, those are, like, fun little things oh yeah and talent study up and have more for next week yeah and and talent is is the terrorist organization that is trying to cause another world war using the omnics oh wow yeah next week i want diva torbjorn and mccree oh i have all the backstories i I have them all in my head right now i would ask for them right now but we don't have time right now but (laughs) next week Expect Diva, Torbjorn, and McCree's backstories, and why why is McCree a freaking cowboy, cowboy in the year of what what year is it in Overwatch? Can you answer that? The year twenty XX. Of course, because no, I, everything's I, year no, twenty. I have no idea. Three thousand and five, something like that. It's just the crazy future. <laughs> Childish Gambino is in Overwatch. But, is an unlockable character. But next week, come it's on down to skin. Ian's lore corner, and I'll tell you all the lore that you need to know. Overwatch lore, the new OKBs Presents podcast. We have viewer questions. Uh, we have two of them. First one is from Chase Williams at Bodacious Chase. What he up, says, Chase? "Are the microtransactions in this game okay? And is it possible to tilt separate to tilt separate cosmetic upgrades from the core experience?" I have no idea what that second question is, but let's just answer the first question for now. <laughs> Are the microtransactions in this game okay? Yes, I think so. I'm going to say, I don't know. It doesn't hurt the game. It doesn't hurt other players it at all. Yeah. And I, yeah, I will say it doesn't. It breaks it doesn't, your game, but. Uh, it doesn't break the game at all. Uh, and so I'm fine. I'm fine with whatever microtransaction um, you want to put in the game as long as it doesn't hurt the gameplay. I do think that I don't. I do think that they suck, though. They're all cosmetic. But it doesn't hurt the core experience. They're, yeah, they're all cosmetic. Yeah. And it, the thing that sucks is that it's, they're random. Like you, yeah, you exactly. can't necessarily buy anything. If you like really want a skin, you could put in. And in theory, you could get sixty boxes or fifty boxes and not get the skin that you want. But then you'll have the currency, hopefully, to get that skin that you want. Uh, I, I think I'm the only one that's bought boxes between the rest of us, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm never gonna buy boxes. 
I mean, and that's com- a completely viable strategy. I think even at the highest level, if you play for 85 minutes, you get a box. I think that's like the largest amount of time you'll have before you get one box in, in a setting. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, like an hour and a half or whatever, or an hour-ish if you're like winning every game. So the mm-hmm. amount of time sync you have to get a box isn't that bad. So there's definitely, there's no reason to buy a box if you have the time to play. But, you know, it was my birthday. I really liked this game. So I was like, forget it. I'll buy some boxes. Uh, and there's there's nothing wrong with that uh, necessarily. But do I think it's okay? Yeah. yeah I, I think it's not like you're paying to get the new hero. You get All the heroes are free. All the maps are free. All the modes are free. It's just the random cosmetic stuff. And if you really love this game and love the cosmetic stuff, then go for it. Yeah, Chase. I don't mean I I I think it's okay if you want to buy uh the boxes in the game. Uh my thing is like I feel like in any other game or at least if to me the fact of the matter is if they if there were no microtransactions in this game, then we would receive boxes a lot more frequently, I think in in uh in terms of the progression and stuff. Uh and so I find out I and that's just that's mostly opinion and that's mostly speculation from my part. It's not it's not necessarily fact. Uh I think that's the case, but uh, and it's and it's hard for me to to spend money um, when I know the the game has been built in sort of a way where it will make me want to spend money because there, I f- I do feel like an hour to an hour and a half is a while to be getting boxes, um, especially when there's so many items in the game and uh, only four items per per box and the items are randomized and you can get duplicates. Um, that's the thing that kills me is that kills me is the duplicates, uh, but. Yeah, I mean that's just that, those are just my two cents. I'm not I'm not too infuriated by it. I just know I'm never going to spend money on it. Let me talk to Chase real quick. Chase, stop making excuses. You beat your Dark Souls game. You're playing your dumb Street Fighter. Buy Overwatch and have some fun. Very dumb Street Fighter. Does, does Street Fighter have a full game? I think not. Oh well, if he Even doesn't, it could if, be argued that Overwatch. If he if, if he doesn't own the game, I think that if he's asking, does it ruin the game? Absolutely not. No, like within your first. I think your first 10 or 11 levels, you earn a box every 30 minutes or every 20 to 30 yeah. minutes. The beginning, so you, it's like Christmas, man. Oh, yeah. You get them all the time. And it's and it's not to the point where you get to a higher level where you're like, oh, man, I'm never getting boxes. I'm, I need to pay for a box to get it. No, you get it every hour. So, I mean, if you're mm. playing a game with your friends. And you also don't stuff, need boxes. Yeah, you don't need them at all. The game is the exact same no matter yeah. what. And on the, yeah, that's, on the console, that's... if you get the normal version, you get skins anyway. Like, you get, like, five skins free. Yeah, one of the reasons why I still continue to love Overwatch and still play it all the time is because you don't need boxes, and uh, I just don't pay attention to them. Like I got, I, I did have one moment the other day where I got a really sick skin for Reinhardt. It was like the Stone skin, uh, Stoneheart or whatever it's called, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is sick. But uh, apart from that, like the cosmetics or whatever, like they're 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 cool and stuff, but I don't pay much attention to them at all. Like while I'm playing the game, and so that, that that's that for me. Um, his second, the second part of his question was, is it possible to tilt separate, is it possible to tilt separate cosmetic upgrades from the core experience? Do you guys understand that question at all? Cause I, I think don't. I do. Can you answer it? So he's saying that for, at least from what I'm understanding is maybe he's saying if you progress to a certain level, do you get something essentially? Like he's saying the loot boxes are very random. Is there something tied to your actual progression in the game? because mm-hmm. there is no definite like except for there is one thing you get what's called a portrait level which means that your portrait on like when you're playing it'll say like oh like my psn name and then it'll have like a different 
logo or uh, like oh i think yeah. i i understand what you're saying yeah but uh yeah yeah that's and i yeah that's not really how it works you, no. everything you earn is random yeah. uh, so there isn't a call of duty-esque thing where like oh at level 10 you get a certain gun or you get a certain thing the only thing you get is a portrait level and that's it everything else is random yeah after reading this question like 10 times i i finally understand it but yeah the, the answer is no um the stuff that you get from actually yeah, i don't even know if i know so when you when you buy a box you're you're basically getting the same thing as if you're you're just earning another box you're like getting a level right there's no difference correct is that correct yeah okay cool yeah then the answer is no i think um our last question is from ian credible at ian why not he asks is reaper a ghost <laughs> is he a wizard Someone tell me the truth. And I think that's a quote from uh, Will Smith's latest movie, Concussion, <laughs> where he says, tell the truth. Uh, and the answer is uh, yes, no. Yes. The thing is, since I asked this question, I actually did find out exactly what his deal is. Is he a ghost? No. 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 Okay, so the answer is no, no, yes. <laughs> no, okay, so. Or no, no, no. I want to do one more lore thing about him, and then I'll, and then I'll be done with lore for the week. So, as we both know... Or as we all know, Reaper and 76 both were brought back from essentially the brink of death by Mercy. After the whole explosion thing that I mentioned. Yeah, we all knew that. Or maybe we... Yeah, I knew that. Or maybe we didn't. I knew that. Who knows? So Mercy brought back uh, Genji, she brought back Reaper, and she brought back Soldier 76. The whole thing is, supposedly, we know that Soldier 76 has a messed up scar in his face, but he's still a human being. He's, he's a little bit messed up from the, the damage that, that was done, but he's still a human being. What happened with Reyes is that the fire or the explosion messed up his body so much that when Mercy tried to heal him, he is in a constant state of healing and dying. His cells are breaking down as fast as they're being regenerated. So if anyone knows the famous character Deadpool, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he's Deadpool is... His cells are regenerating, but he has cancer, so his cells are dying at the same time. So he looks like this disfigured yeah. person. The same thing with Reaper. And his ghostly abilities, like absorbing souls and stuff like that, he's absorbing cells from people he dies, he kills, to to gain more life. And whenever he goes into his ghost form, his cells are in a state of, like, flux. So he's moving around, but his cells are, are freaking out. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is Re- Reaper got that cancer? <laughs> I don't think so. Rest in peace. But he, oh, he's, he he's like, his body is heavily disfigured from the explosion. Oh, from the explosion. Okay. So he is kind of a science oh. ghost. He is Reaper science ghost. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I would gotcha. know that down. Gotcha. Science ghost. Well, uh, we have reached the end of the episode, sadly. Um, Alex, do you have anything you want to plug in terms of websites, podcasts, Twitter, yeah. etc.? Uh, you can find me every Friday over at pixelpulseradio.com. We release a weekly uh, episode. It's a podcast. You can find us on iTunes. We are featured on the front page of iTunes. What up? Um, oh, that's awesome, dude. Congratulations. Oh, for real? For real? Yeah, that was like five months ago. Now we're like at <laughs> we're, oh, we're in the awkward. dumpster now. Um, no, oh. but yeah, we're, I'm at Pixel <laughs> Just on the back page of iTunes. <laughs> I'm at Pixel Pulse Radio, um, and I occasionally write there, and then... Uh, you can go check out some of my music at noisetrade.com slash Alaskan Deep. Noise. Uh, Ian, 
or actually alex what's your twitter oh yeah thank you uh it's van aiken i-t-s-v-a-n-a-k-e-n i knew i was forgetting something cool uh ian what about you uh so my twitter is at ian why not i-a-n-w-h-y-n-o-t uh i also do writing and other sorts of things on my tumblr which is freshquarter.tumblr.com and oh that's my alarm to wake up no don't do it ah guys i'm already awake um just leave it and we'll make a beat to it i'll beatbox to it (laughs) oh never mind it's too late uh so other than that uh i am currently going to be writing some stuff for ok beast so you can check me out on okbeast.com as well yes you can uh and oh what's your twitter i already said it at ian why not oh did you oh my bad um and Anybody? you can find me um, also on okbeast.com, uh, writing, possibly putting up videos very soon, uh, podcasting, doing all different stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BlessingJr. That is at BlessingJr. Uh, and yeah, you can find me, you can find this, I, you can find this podcast on iTunes um, under okbeastpresents. Uh, and so just look that up and uh, it'll come right up. By the way, so, sorry, uh, th- I just freaked out a second ago. That's not because I'm crazy. It's because a demon possessed your mic blessing and like screamed into it, <laughs> and it came oh, through my ears real? and it scared me. Yeah, I, I only, I yeah, I only heard, I only heard your reaction. Okay, so maybe there's the demons in my house. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't see, I never see anything. I, I, not, I never see anything. I don't, I can't see you guys because I'm look, I've been looking at the document and or other websites this whole time. And so, Alex, you can be naked for all I know, and I wouldn't know. Oh, he is. And so, well, I've, I literally have no <laughs> pants on right now. So, oh, that's awesome. Uh, Overwatched is a podcast dedicated to all things Overwatch, from the characters to the updates to our experiences with the game. This is a show that is made to share our love and keep you up to date on the world of Overwatch. This has been episode two. Thank you for listening. Say bye to the people, guys. Bye bye. Bye, the people, guys. I'll miss you. Never die, die, die.